Thanks for listening today to In 16 Years. I'm Amy, and this is a podcast where I talk about what I've learned in 16 years of living with stage 4 endo, severe IBS, fibromyalgia, and interstitial cystitis. My name is Brittany, and I live with celiac disease, anxiety, and my own hormonal fun. We hope this show will inspire you, empower you, and help you feel supported on your own health journey. Brittany and I are not doctors, dietitians, mental health professionals, experts on endometriosis, or any kind of qualified medical professional. So that means that none of the information we share on this podcast is medical or mental health advice. If you get inspired by something we say, always consult your qualified medical professional first before making any changes. Hey everyone, I just want to pop in real quick before this episode starts to say that During the episode, we talk about blind positivity, but when we say blind positivity, we are actually referring to toxic positivity. I don't know if blind positivity is a thing. I don't know why we said that. (laughs) Maybe it was a thing at the time we recorded, Um, but I think now people are very used to saying toxic positivity, so that is what we're talking about here. All right. Enjoy the episode. Today, Brittany and I are going to talk about the victim mentality and practicing gratitude. Well, those two things don't sound like they go together. Actually, they sound like complete opposites. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that I found that there are two things that can't coexist. So when I was trying to break free from my victim mentality, I realized that I was accidentally practicing gratitude. Brittany, I have been an excellent victim for most of my life. Like, excellent. (laughs) And the funny thing is that I didn't even know that I was being a victim. I had no idea that I saw myself as the victim. And then a lot of my friends, a few years ago, they would tell me, wow, you always see the worst in everything. Or they would tell me that I complained a lot. Or they would tell me that I was really negative and that I acted like a victim. And I was really surprised to hear that. But then I, like when I actually listened to what they were saying and then listened to the way I was saying things, I realized. Oh, you're a little woe is me. <laughs> yeah, I was very I was very like I'm a victim and life is happening to me and everything was bad. How could and this keep happening? I think it is hard to strike a balance because when you have endo and and you have these conditions where it's very challenging, you're suffering from very serious symptoms, it is very hard I think to break free from the victim mentality. But I think it's really important to break free from being the victim. And since I've been trying to not be a victim, it's a lot more liberating. Like the difficult moments of my life don't feel as difficult as they felt a few years ago. Like the really dark moments, they're not as dark as they used to be. So today we want to talk a little bit about how you can break free from being the victim and how you can practice gratitude, which if that seems impossible, if that seems unattainable to practice gratitude, to find... (laughs) the positive or find the good, like I get it. So I'm going to give a little tip about something that helped me. Okay. So before we get into the how to practice gratitude, we want to give a little bit of information on what we define as the victim mentality and a gratitude mentality. We look at the victim mentality, which we've all said these things to ourselves, uh, so very relatable. 
as more of that, like, life is against me. I'm always focused on my suffering or I'm paying attention to all the things and I take stock of all the things in my life that go wrong. Oh, wait, can I? Something like this. Why is everything bad always happening to me? I mean, that's like a real thing that we all say. (laughs) But that's like a real victim mentality is everything happens to you. Life is always against you. Nothing is fair. Nothing is fair. That's life. (laughs) But yeah, that's that's how we kind of see a victim mentality is woe is me and always taking stock of the negative things that happen in your day. Whereas the gratitude mentality is more about appreciating the things that go right, even if they're tiny in your day of horribleness, counting instead those positive things, focusing on the good, feeling thankful that there was at least something good in that situation is how you can practice a gratitude mentality. I like your definition of gratitude and of being a victim, but it can be really hard to practice gratitude because, I don't know, endo is really challenging. And then if I feel like a lot of times when we're around healthy, like if our friends, coworkers, family, if they're healthy and we're facing these challenges that they're not facing, it does feel like, okay, all these things are happening just to me, mm-hmm. right? In my immediate proximity, no one else is having this kind of pain or pain during sex or bowel moves or whatever. Or skipping out on things. They all get to do these things. Yeah. You know, no one's quitting all their things. No one's so bloated that people are saying, congratulations on your pregnant. You're like, I am not pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant every month. Leave me alone. <laughs> your face is going to be pregnant after I punch it. <laughs> you can relate. <laughs> you know, so I feel like it's very hard. So we want to be clear that it's hard. Yeah, we're not saying like, oh, it's so easy. Like, no, this is something that's really hard. And even after practicing it, you're like, I suck at this because it's really hard to see the good through the bad sometimes. This is not us preaching to you about life is perfect and beautiful. Yes, Brittany, life is perfect (laughs) and beautiful. Yeah, no, we're not here to make it seem like suffering doesn't exist because it does. But we also want to share and express how much better things can seem and feel when you can just find those small glints of light in the darkness. I kind of found a way to practice gratitude at the beginning, which was based on I would write down all the things that went wrong. Like I would basically write in my journal like, oh, these things went wrong and my day was horrible and it was terrible. And then I would do this thing where I would write down at least. And basically the way it is, is I would kind of look at, okay, all these things went wrong, but what could have gone worse? And then I would write that down. So let's talk about some examples because that might have been hard to follow. For instance, let's say that I had been sick the last five days in a row, which is pretty realistic. And I would write down in my journal, angrily, I've been sick for the last five days in a row, and I'm angry, and I've missed out on all these activities with my friends. And then I would sit there thinking, okay, come on, something good, you know, where can I get it? (laughs) The littlest thing I can find. (laughs) Oh, okay. Actually, I don't feel great today, but I don't feel as bad as I felt the other days. Like, I feel like I could go outside and I could have lunch with someone. So then I would write well, at least I don't feel as bad today. And then, well, at least well, at least the weather. I mean, at least it's not raining, right? Like, you can imagine, oh, with my one day I can go outside in five days and it's like a thunderstorm <laughs> and it's a snowstorm or whatever and it's like hailing and you go outside and you lose an eyeball because a piece of hail gets in your eye and you're just like... Yeah, try to at least that situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one, like A plus for people who could do that one. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so I would take something that was negative, which was I've been sick for the last five days and I felt negatively about it. And I would say, well, 
least, at least I don't feel sick today. What's an example from you, Brittany? I was just thinking about one time in college when I was not doing so great stomach-wise and I felt really, really sick all the time in terms of eating. And basically, I found out that the only thing that I could eat was gluten-free pretzel sticks. And I went to the grocery store and I bought like four bags of those. That's... When you checked out at the thing, the woman <laughs> like, was like, oh, wow. are you having a part? Your entire car was yes, gluten-free pretzel it's sticks. It's just a party for me. <laughs> and then they call it the intercom. They're like, excuse me, aisle five. Need a sold, yeah, <laughs> sold out of gluten-free pretzels. I bought out the tiny little grocery store of their gluten-free pretzels. <laughs> You're like, do you give a discount for people who buy in Can bulk? I buy in bulk, please? Is this wholesale? <laughs> Can I buy a whole box of these? They wouldn't let me. No, a whole crate. But, you yes, bought the box. A pallet. <laughs> Can I have a pallet of these? So I, that was all I could have. And I said very sarcastically to my roommate at the time, well, at least I can eat pretzel sticks. And then I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) I said, okay, I'm going to journal this because I'm angry right now. And I'm mad that my stomach rejects everything I put in it except for these pretzel sticks. So I wrote, okay, I'm mad that I can't eat anything but gluten-free pretzel sticks. But at least I'm not starving because at least I can eat gluten-free pretzel sticks. (laughs) And at least the store didn't sell out of that. Like the woman in front them. of you had the same problem. <laughs> and you right? were like, went in the store to buy your gluten-free pretzel sticks. And the woman the last in the checkout in front of you had the pallet. And you were begging her, please. I'll pay you double. Please. I swear, just give me one box until the shipment because I can't eat anything. She's like, oh, it's like you can't eat anything. You're like, no, I swear. I really can't. I did something wrong with me. I can't eat anything. So that was a fun experience. And then I also thought, okay, at least I live in a place where I can buy gluten-free pretzel sticks because Ooh. I've been to lots of places where it's pretty hard to get gluten free in in small towns. Yes. So that was one that started out sarcastically. And then I was like, oh, wait, don't they all? All I should try to be gracious about the fact that at least I have access to these because access is hard for gluten free food. (laughs) You should call the at least journal the sarcasm journal. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's ways to see the sarcasm in the dark places. (laughs) Is there anything more that you can think of? Well, how about. When my period comes and I have raging, agonizing cramps and I'm throwing up in the bathroom and writhing around the floor for hours and feeling pretty displeased at life and pretty, it's a pretty big injustice. I feel like it's just like, come on already, right? Like every period, give me a break for once. So I wrote about all the anger and, you know, quote unquote, discomfort in my journal. And then I was thinking, well... This isn't like that end of horror story, at least, when, you know, I... Which one? <laughs> you know, the one where, like, I don't know, I was in Mongolia, like, trapped in a van, there's no bathroom around, like, sobbing under That's a... That's a good one. Sobbing under a jacket or, you know, when I was... The back of this... a donkey. <laughs> yeah, when I was at work, trapped in the janitor's office, like, throwing up in the bathroom on a dirty floor... One time I was in Times Square with my friend. We had flown in Times Square on vacation. I just started throwing up all over Times Square. People were stepping away from me like I had the Ebola virus. My friend was like (laughs) angry because she paid all this money to come from Chicago as if I had planned to throw up in Times Square, you know, like, yes. Oh, Tuesday at 4 p.m., projectile vomiting. (laughs) Let's spend our hard-earned money on a trip to New York that I cannot enjoy. So like, well, you know, this morning was terrible. But at least that wasn't in public. Like, at least I wasn't having to tell people, don't call an ambulance. I'm fine. <laughs> As I throw up on my shoes, you know, like, I even have my shoes I can borrow. 
please don't call 911. <laughs> At least you didn't have to scream that out. Fair. Oops, my bowel movements didn't have a diaper. You know, I'm like, well, this could have <laughs> could have been could have been yeah, slightly more embarrassing. I, I mean, guess. it was really really bad. <laughs> could have been worse. Also, pain related. When I think about you know having my period and laying in bed as getting up hurts or rolling over hurts or breathing hurts. I like to think, okay, well. I'm in a situation. At least I get to experience pain in so many ways. <laughs> oh, it's so <laughs> great. <laughs> at least I get to feel every single ounce of cramps that keep happening to Ooh, me. At least I know my liver's intact because I, I get feel to bleed it gallons pulsing. of blood. <laughs> <laughs> at least I have blood. No, we're not that ridiculous. But <laughs> I do think like, okay, at least I have a really comfortable bed. Amy knows Ooh. my bed's really comfortable. Ooh. She saw it. It's one of those like adjustable ones. I'm very Ooh. proud of it. <laughs> we saved up for a long time. So at least I have a comfortable bed. At least I have Netflix. Oh, wait. Yes. I remember when 2000, when I was in high school, like 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. Netflix did not exist. There was no Netflix. Okay. You were homesick. <laughs> you had daytime TV. <laughs> you had to watch like Saturday morning cartoons or the news. No, that was on Saturday. I'm talking like on the weekday. Oh, there was nothing. It was QVC. Hor- it was. <laughs> Oh, I do love those earrings. Is that the shopping channel? Right? Yeah, yeah. Home shopping network. You're like throwing up in a bag like while you dial. You're like, hello, I'm going to have the large. Hold on one second. <laughs> earrings in gold. Can relate. So, yes, I think about Netflix that. is the best. Netflix is really useful because you just sick put people. something on. They have really cool stuff like nature shows and moving art and Ooh. that kind of stuff that's nice to put on and just kind of like zone out to. It's really nice. And then I get to cuddle with my pup. I'm so. all about the romantic comedies when I'm sick. I want to oh. cry. <laughs> I want to see love that's so unrealistic that will they never happen in real life. <laughs> like, oh, yes, it's so beautiful when the king of whatever gets together with that peasant girl. <laughs> Things that would never realistically happen and he in becomes any world. a shoemaker. Give and also this relationship is really toxic, but when presented to me in this really nice package, I don't notice. <laughs> Very cynical. Um, Clearly, my goodness. I like to watch things that help me, like, chill. And I also have a penchant for crime shows. So Ooh. I like to have a little bit of brain. Well, I can, when I'm thinking about things, then You're I can distract myself. Exactly. Yeah. So that's something that I have. At least I have Netflix. At least I have a comfortable bed and a fluffy blanket. Ooh. And at least I have my puppy who loves me very much. <laughs> so We should write a thank you letter to Netflix. Yeah. Like, <laughs> thank you, Netflix. Dear Netflix. <laughs> you have helped me through many hours of pain. <laughs> on behalf of, I don't want to say all because I don't want to speak for anyone who's not me, but on behalf of probably many with Endo. <laughs> thank you. We would like to thank you for providing us entertainment <laughs> while we writhe in bed with our heating pads. Just that little... The voice of someone there and something on the screen is just enough distraction to take the edge off sometimes. Thank you for keeping me company in the worst moments of my life. The Prince of Egypt, Kung Fu Panda, Mulan. There's so Moana. many. Moana, my favorite. They have all been my friends, but I've been desperately alone. We should write letters. Don't laugh too hard. Your surgery wounds are going to oh, burst. Great. So, as you can see, the At Least game, it's like the At Least game could have been worse game. It can be really fun. Let's take one really deep. Well, we've taken them all really deep, but let's, <laughs> let's see how deep we can take it. And it's really fun to play with a friend. So, if you have a friend who also has a sense of humor, feel free to be like, all right, let's make this funny and sarcastic. Because then you can actually find things that are very surprising. All right. So, what are you going to say to me if I told you that I almost 
pooped myself in aisle 12 of the supermarket last week. Don't bend say, down to the bottom shelf. That's my advice yeah, to everyone. Don't squat either. <laughs> That's I what I meant. Say, don't squat. Yeah. I would say at least you didn't. At least. I went running in the bathroom and I was All able right. to use their bathroom. So at least the bathroom wasn't closed to the public because so many of them are. <laughs> I would say at least the toilet was free. It's not like those ones in, you know, Europe where you're like, but in 5P and you got to use the toilet. <laughs> and you don't have any. And yeah, oh, God. You have to pay to go through like a little turnstile so as relatable. if it was like the New York Metro and you don't have any change and you literally can't oh, get through gosh, it's because so bad. it's not attendant. It's like an actual. Yeah. You put it like, like coin in a slot, like a vending machine. It's like a jail cell. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you have to like put in like 10 cents or five and cents you're, like, to, to get people. In. Excuse me. I just I don't have any. Pens, I really please. need it. Please. It's coming out. Like, please do you have 10 cents? It's and they're so like, bad. get away from me. Because they're like awkward human interaction. But yeah, that's really rough. Did the bathroom have toilet paper? It did. At least there was toilet paper. Oh, at least I didn't drop my phone in the toilet, which I may have mentioned, but I used to live in Japan for a few years. I taught English there. And some of the toilets are squat toilets, which means you have to, like, there's no toilet seat or rim. You have to squat down. And so you're like squatting. There's a little bar you can hold Mm -hmm. on to, right? Um, but if you're really strong in your legs, you don't hold on. But I hold on because yeah, my course. legs are not strong. <laughs> but there was one time when I was squatting down in a rush and my phone fell into the... Oh, God. No. Just leave it there. Run yeah. Away. <laughs> and then it, like, fell in. But then I was, like, really had to go. So, like, I couldn't... There was not enough time to stop, like, yeah. contract my bowels yeah. and, like, grab the phone. So I ended up pooping on my phone. <laughs> so... At least that didn't happen this time. At least that didn't happen this time. <laughs> and at least... While you ran to the bathroom, you didn't slip on some child spill, skid down the aisle, knock over a display of cereal boxes, and break your nose. (laughs) I can see how that's far-fetched, but But also realistically could happen. It could happen. Clean up on aisle seven. Girl slid through two display cases and broke her nose. We have a bloody nose. Proceeded to poo herself. Uh, we have multiple body fluids on aisle seven. We're going to need... And they we need three mops. And for some reason, they're from aisle 12 all the way to aisle seven. She <laughs> flew right through the display cases. So at least that Clearly didn't Clearly she couldn't make it. They would know. They would just think it was from the shock. You get away with it. So at least those things didn't happen. I love it. So as... I mean, obviously we're being goofy here, but... It can be really fun to do this with somebody because you can take a situation that you feel really angry about or really frustrated with. Like, show me something, anything that could be funny or positive in this. I think the goofier the better, to yeah. be honest. Because when you're angry, like when or you're really ooh, upset. When this yeah. things happen and you feel traumatized and enraged, you're not like, oh, at least there was toilet paper. You're like, I almost pooed myself in yeah. aisle 12. This is ridiculous. This only happens to me. We're not talking blah, about blah, like, blah. now take it and be super fairy happiness about it. Like. Be mad about it and then be like, okay, but what can I also see in this situation? And when you laugh about it, you're like, I almost pooed myself. That's hilarious that I didn't, that there was toilet paper, that I didn't trip and fall, and now I'm laughing. It takes just a little bit of that anger off. And that's really helpful when you're trying to heal or move past that trauma. So some of you might be thinking, okay, but that worst case scenario, like at least game that they played, that's not gratitude, right? Like that's just looking at the bright side or being positive. I consider it gratitude because honestly, although we're laughing, like I feel like you can get to a point after a while where you can feel that because gratitude is a feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it just starts with words like, oh, it could have been worse and at least this and we're laughing. But, you know, then inside you can start to actually build that feeling of, okay, like 
what if there wasn't toilet paper? Like, actually, thank God there was toilet paper, Thank God there was a toilet. I mean, I've been in situations where I'm like, there's nowhere I could go to the bathroom right now. When I find a place, I feel so grateful inside of it. You feel relief. You feel relief that you made it, right? So So it's not just being like, oh, great, a bathroom. It's like, oh my God, thank God from the bottom of my soul, there's a bathroom. Or you're like begging, you know, you're like praying, like, please let there be a bathroom. Please let there be a bathroom. And then there is, and you're like, yes, yes. It's the best day ever. Thank you. (laughs) So it is a feeling of deep gratitude. It develops into that once you start with this. But it's not blind positivity. Correct. And we want to be clear that we're not talking about blind positivity. Yeah, because that's unrealistic and it's really alienating. To us, blind positivity is when somebody forces positivity on you instead of actually engaging with you to see how you're feeling. So I had a friend and they're a very positive person. That's great for them. But they would always say, isn't it such a great day today? And I'd say, well, no, but I couldn't actually say well, no to them because they were so blindly positive that I felt like I didn't really have the space to be honest with them. So instead of being able to communicate with this person what I was feeling or to maybe play the at least game with them, I was just like, yeah, everything is great. I'm not dying inside at all. The blind positivity. (laughs) Yeah, I was fake. Kind of felt like they were too a little bit, but. I mean, to them, that was a really great way to behave, and maybe it was really helpful for them. But for me, it made me feel alone, like they didn't want to know how I was, or they didn't care to know how or I like was. like you weren't, oh, wait, wait, maybe, maybe like you weren't allowed yeah. to feel Like I shouldn't in feel a the way, way I feel. Like you yeah. weren't allowed to feel sad, or you weren't allowed to, like, oh, I almost pooed in <sighs> aisle 12. And then the blindly positive is like, well, at least you didn't, and at least there was a bathroom and toilet paper. Like, come on, you should be great. And you're like, no. <laughs> no. No, I still almost pooed myself. Thanks, Yeah, though. that's not, no. Yeah. You don't feel like you have the space to express feeling upset or traumatized over something. Personally, I think that is really important to feel how you feel and mm-hmm. to not stuff those feelings down. And so that's why, like, in the, in the journal, in the at least journal... <laughs> That's why I always started with, like, my little victim speak. I've been sick for the last five days, and how does it make me feel? It makes me feel really angry, and it makes me feel really unjust. It makes me feel swear word here, but it ma- it's just, ah, you know, that's how I'm frustrated. I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm annoyed. I'm, I'm feeling all those things. Okay, and now I'm trying to look for something. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. trying to get through those feelings and not just pretend, like, Oh, I was sick for five days, but whatever. Like, it doesn't matter it's because now. it's over yeah. and now I feel good yeah, for today. This isn't, this isn't like glossing over the tough with like, let's just be cheerful. This is working yeah, Brittany, through the tough. Yeah, Brittany, let's just be cheerful. Yeah, okay. And let's always talk like that. <laughs> Are we Disney princesses now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. My dream. I want to be Jasmine. Okay, fair. <laughs> who do you but, want? Who do I want to be? Yeah. Ooh. Either Merida or Moana, for sure. Ooh. So, those are my favorite. We're not talking about glossing over with positivity and cheerfulness and rainbows and butterflies. We're talking about working through the negative by just trying to find something small that can help you to process. That's the point is to help you process the trauma. So we're not talking about, oh, I almost pooed myself. It's fine, though. It's a marvelous Monday today. No, it's to help you process the trauma of almost pooing yourself. That's the real point of it. So blind positivity doesn't help. We're not recommending that at all. We don't want you to feel alienated from yourself or from others. It's about really listening to what you feel and then interpreting that and working through it. 
I think too, sometimes like with the at least game. So we joked about, okay, I almost pooped myself and I went to the toilet and at least there was toilet paper. The at least there was toilet paper. Like that's actually, because in a public toilet, there could not be toilet paper. It's not your, it's not your home. I mean, I hope at home you always have toilet paper. And if not, go buy some and put toilet paper. (laughs) Always have extra in stock. Okay. Okay. You must always have toilet paper in your bathroom. But, but there is a possibility that there might not have been toilet paper or that the toilet would have been closed for maintenance or clogged or something. So there was actually like a bright side or whatever to that situation. And we wouldn't normally, I would say like, okay, if you were just going to, oh, I'm in the supermarket and oh, I got to go pee and you go to the toilet and there's toilet paper, you don't even notice. You just go pee, you finished and you go keep shopping. But when things turn really dark, okay, like, oh, I might not make it. And anxiety and the panic and the rush and the being frantic. And you get to the toilet and there's paper. It's like that paper. It looks like if it was a cartoon, I would have that paper like glowing like, with a halo. Yeah. <laughs> like that a, angel like sound? A, and a halo. And it would be like the paper. Sometimes the dark, like the negative can highlight what is normally the neutral. It can make it be the really positive. Well, the greatest thing is it's the contrast that does that. It's like because the bathroom had the light off, <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> so the toilet paper was glowing. <laughs> like, oh, it's glowing because it's so bright. Glow in the dark toilet paper. <laughs> no, but it's like you know when you're That'd in. That'd be so cool, by the way. <laughs> I think they probably make that. Should I buy you some? <laughs> but it's like when you're in a dark room or you're in the basement or something, if you have Ooh. one, and spooky. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm it's feeling really freaked out right now, Brittany. <laughs> I love the basement. Are you gonna lock okay. me in the basement? <laughs> yes, of my apartment. <laughs> So it's like you're in a dark room and you come outside or you come upstairs into like a bright room and like that room and the light is so much brighter because where you were was so dark. So it's the contrast between where I am is so dark and where I'm looking to looks so much lighter because of how dark it is right now. So it's the contrast that can really highlight those slightly positive pieces. Well, and I think that highlights... You talk about the bright side, I said highlights. (laughs) You're so punny. (laughs) Thank you. But, you know, I think that highlights why this gratitude practice or the at least practice or the this could be worse game or whatever you want to call it. I think that highlights why it's so important because we really do want to try to break free from our victim mentality. Who wants to be living in these dark moments all the time where everything is just so depressing, where life is against us, where everything is unfair and happening to us? And I lived in that world for years, okay? Like years. You know what? I wasn't happy then. I was pretty sad and I was pretty angry and I was, I felt, I felt a lot of things I don't feel now. <laughs> I think practicing gratitude, apart from like all the health benefits that studies say it brings, it's liberating. It can liberate you from being trapped in this really negative mentality and life can just seem so much happier and lighter. And who doesn't want to feel more happy? So if you are interested in trying this or you're thinking like, okay, I can relate to the negative thought pattern or feeling, we really encourage you to start the gratitude journal or the could be better or the at least whatever you want to call it. Hopefully through that practice. (laughs) This day was entirely (laughs) crap except for this one thing journal. I mean, that's fine. We can both relate to that. But it's so much better to approach these situations with this in mind 
from both of our experiences rather than with the negative in mind. So try it, just one thing or up to three things if you're feeling ambitious. And we'd love to hear how you've taken a situation that's happened to you and the small gratitude that you found from it. We'd love to hear that because it's really fun to hear the things that people can find in their situations, those little bits of silver lining. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that even if your day was going crappy, at least you enjoyed this podcast (laughs) with Brittany and Amy. (laughs) We try. We just want to put a smile on your faces, okay? (laughs) All right. Talk to you later. 